Transmitting from the lovely little city of Taylor, Texas, you are listening to Plow and Hose, a show dedicated to the joys and challenges of organic backyard gardening in Central Texas. I am your host, Julie Rydell. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for joining me in the backyard again this week, plant people. You know, since it's uh, early January and there isn't a whole lot of going on in my garden, I've been spending some more time with my houseplants and I decided to start some cuttings so that I can share um, some small little plants with a few friends. You know, just a small gesture of friendship and if they happen to get hooked on plants, is that really such an awful thing? Of course it isn't. So, um, I took some um, cuttings to root. Now, um, I live in an older home um, here in Taylor, and it's a bit drafty in the room where I keep most of my house plants. Um, It's got these nice, um, beautiful old windows, and it gets lots of light, but, you know, they're old windows, and they're kind of drafty, but... Anyway, um, cuttings do best when the temperatures are consistently warm, and that room is definitely not consistently warm in the wintertime. Ideally, most cuttings don't do their thing and set roots um, unless it's at least 70 to 75 degrees consistently. So I needed to find a better spot for them. I didn't really feel like... I had a better spot to root those cuttings in my house, but um, one afternoon this week I was at work and I realized I have some very underutilized desk space, and that just happens to be right under a fluorescent bulb, and it's totally the best spot to root some dragon wing begonias in some water, and I have these little glass bottles that I've been saving, Um, they're just super cute little six ounce um, mineral water bottles. So I took my um, leggy stems from my begonia plant and I stuck those in the bottle and added some water and put the bottles in a cardboard six pack holder and I brought them to work. It's the perfect spot for them since they stay, um, you know, the temperature stays decently warm in my office and Um, my cuttings are going to get um, a steady eight hours of fluorescent light which would make these um, begonia cuttings pretty happy they're a low light plant and they do um, like fluorescent light and you know I'm looking forward to it because in three to four weeks I should start seeing some nice root development and once those roots get to be you know three four five inches long I will take them Um, back home and plant them in some soil so that I can um, share those with some friends. Now, if I'm honest, what I would really love to do is to use this space and start some plants from seed. You know, just bring a seed starting tray into work and set that up under my fluorescent light on my desk um, and then, you know, spend my uh, work days just waiting and watching for new baby plants to sprout up and uh, I think that would be really um, amazing to do, but I'm not really sure my boss would uh, really go for that. Um, you know, maybe if I brought two seed starting trays in and then 
I could spin it as um, a team building activity. You know, I could share them with my coworkers after they've all uh, grown. I don't know. Um, or I could just hide them behind my other um, plants that I have at the office and maybe they wouldn't get noticed. But probably what would happen, someone would say, uh, Julie, is that a tray of squash plants back there? And I'd be like, I don't know, know, maybe. In the past, I would just buy tomato and pepper transplants for my garden and not bother starting those inside, mainly because it just made more sense at the time to buy buy the plants or more likely, um, I just missed the window. you know, that happens. Um, having little ones at home can be distracting, but now that mine are quite a bit older now, I have a little more headspace to devote to thinking about gardening things like planning ahead. Um, anyway, there is just so much more variety available in seeds than what you can find at transplants from um, the nurseries. You can look online and you can find um, the more unusual um, transplants available at specialty plant websites, but you're going to end up paying a lot more for them, and um, they do sell out really quickly. But if you are tired of the same old tomato or pepper plants or whatever plants you're into, you'll want to um, shop around and um, start plants from seeds. A lot of seeds do well just by planting them right into the ground, but you can get a jump on your growing season by starting seeds early and indoors. Here in Central Texas, you want to get ahead of the um, game and put out all the great warm season veggies early like tomatoes and peppers and basil. You are going to need to start seed six weeks before the last average frost which is um, in early March here in Central Texas right around like March 5th. So we need to start um, counting back six weeks from um, March 5th. So we're looking at needing to start our new baby seeds um, indoors sometime around the week of January 20th. That is just right around the corner, but we still have time to shop for some cool seeds. Um, Seed starting soil and tray and pots and all that. I was out doing errands um, this past weekend, and I was kind of looking around the the stores and looking for um, some peat pots, but I I couldn't find them. Uh, I don't know. I guess these... um, big box stores uh, got to rearrange after the holidays and it's just a little too um, early for them to be putting out the gardening stuff but I'll be on the lookout for them for sure because I've got some um, interesting tomato and pepper seeds that I want to try again this year. Now when it comes to starting seeds you can get all fancy and you can buy a seed starting light system with timers and electric warming pads but you definitely do not need these um, these things to be successful you just need a window that gets at least six hours of direct sunlight and some um, sort of covering for your um, seeds so that they will stay nice and moist 
Now, that is one of the challenges of starting seeds indoors, is keeping the soil moist with the natural warmth from the sun or your light source, plus um, the indoor heating. Indoor air is going to have less humidity and you don't want your new little seedlings to struggle by not having enough moisture. You will need some sort of way to make like a little greenhouse environment so your seedlings will maintain good humidity. Some seed starting trays um, will come with lids that you can use, but you can also um, make little um, tents from plastic bags or plastic coverings uh, um, that will help you um, trap the moisture in. Now I had a friend um, that had a, has a great idea. She uses the plastic domes from um, rotisserie chicken that you get at the grocery store. And she uses those just like little mini greenhouses. Um, she says they work well and she likes them since they are tall and there's plenty of room for seedlings to grow. Um, now you're not going to be able to grow a lot of seedlings inside that chicken container, um, but they are good um, if you have a few plants that you're trying to start and you need a mini greenhouse. Um, and I like it that they're small and easy to handle. If you like those rotisserie chickens, you know, maybe save the container and try it out. Just wash it out well. I really like this idea. Not only is it an easy meal, but you also get a free little greenhouse. Some other things that you're going to need for starting seeds inside, um, you know, shallow containers, um, peat or paper pots or cups, um, seed starting mix, and a spray bottle. Now, you will see suggestions um, on the internet for starting seeds in old paper egg cartons. Um, I've already started seeing this kind of pop up on um, videos on social media. Now let me tell you, I have tried it and I didn't care for it. Um, for one thing, they are uh, too shallow and in my opinion, they don't really hold enough soil. Um, and because of that, my seedlings struggled and some of them died, so I didn't like that idea. Um, another disadvantage of that, of using um, egg cartons, is once they've been filled, they're hard to separate the cardboard cells. And if you separate them before you fill them, um, they don't stand up well. And um, you know, for me, it's just too much of a mess and always <laughs> ends in disappointment. So you can try it. Um, maybe it works well for you. And if it does, you know, send me a note on the Plow and Host Facebook page and um, give me your tips for um, success because it is such a good idea. And I definitely have lots of egg cartons. So I am wondering how well that works. Now, while I'm not a big fan of using egg cartons as the actual seed starting containers, one of the things that did work for me was starting seeds in eggshells. Eggshells um, were, they're very portable and they don't get soggy like paper pots and of course they fit perfectly in the carton. It's a great way to use those eggshells when you are planting your seedlings. You can just crack um, the egg shell and then plant it right into the ground. The soil microbes are going to love it and your plants will love the minerals that they can get from the egg shell and best of all, they are free. 
to use eggshells, you just need to start saving them. But um, instead of cracking the egg right in half like we normally do, you want to crack it at the top of the pointy end. And you can take a knife and like tap around the top um, and crack it to open it. You want to maintain about three-fourths of the egg. So you just take out that top fourth of the egg, the pointy part. Then um, just start saving your eggshells until you are ready to start seeds. You, you just fill them with soil, add your seeds, and let them grow. I'm going to make a recommendation for you that you keep them inside or in a secure spot outside um, because animals are going to take an interest in those eggshells. And that happened to me last year. Some jerk cat or like a random possum, um, something, found my eggshell seedlings outside and dumped them over. I was so mad because I had started them inside and I had kept them alive for weeks. And when the weather warmed up and it got closer to being time to plant them in the garden, I took them outside to get used to being outdoors. And that's when some dang animals sniffed out the eggshells and tossed them aside once they uh, realized that they were full of dirt. Um, luckily, I was able to save about half of them, but it was so annoying after babying them for so long. So if you have the time, the eggshells and the space, try starting seedlings in um, leftover eggshells. Now, um, when it comes um, to the soil for um, your seeds, um, no matter what type of container um, that you're going to start them in, um, there's a couple of things that you will need to consider. You could buy some seed starting mix, or you could use raised bed mix or amended soil from your garden. There are advantages to all of these options. Bagged seed starting mix is good because it's nice and lightweight um, and it can be um, really good because it's generally sterile. Um, to me that's kind of weird to call it sterile because you know we are talking about dirt. Anyway, um, sterile seed starting medium um, can be important um, if you have issues with um, damping off which is a, a fungal disease um, because um, seed starting mix is um, heat treated and it's much less likely to contain pathogens like fungi or molds that might damage your new baby seedlings. Seed starting mix is lightweight and it doesn't compact easily so even the tiniest seeds can germinate and pop through the soil e um, really easily. But um, it can be a little pricey, and because it's so lightweight, um, it's really messy to work with. At least I think it is. Um, when you open that bag, it's um, very dry and staticky, and it just gets everywhere. Um, because it's sterile, there also aren't any good microbes in it either. So it's good for germinating the seeds, um, but eventually the roots kind of miss out on all the um, good soil microbes. Backed seed starting mix is one option to use when starting seeds indoors. Um, there are other options too. You can use any basic bag soil mix that you have. Potting mix for containers um, is a good choice. Um, it'll work well for starting seeds. Just really the plainer the better though. It's 
just um, you know you just want basic potting mix no added fertilizer no moisture absorbing polymers no none of those extra things that are advertised just something lightweight um, and make sure it just doesn't have like a bunch of big chunks in it um, a basic potting uh, mix will work fine for starting seeds um, you probably just don't want to use like a specialty blend um, for starting seeds like um, a specialty blend would be like cactus um, unless you're starting cactuses anyway um, and these bag potting mixes are usually pretty good for container grown plants they have a little more moisture absorbing qualities and they contain things that soak up water like peat moss and core fiber just um, skip the extras like the slow release um, fertilizers fertilizers you are trying to germinate and grow seedlings and believe it or not the extra fertilizer is not necessarily or even good for your newborn seedlings it's just too rich so bland boring basic potting soil will work if you have an established garden with nicely amended soil you can use a couple scoops of that just go out to your raised beds and take a bit of soil for your seed starting project soil from your garden is going to be more dense than the fluffy lightweight seed starting mix it's also going to contain um, microbes than um, a bag of heat treated sterile seed starting mix the soil from your garden um, it's going to have a different pH and it's going to be less neutral than the bag stuff it could be harder to get your seeds to germinate indoors it's just something to consider if you are using soil from your garden um, those seedlings will become familiar with a growing medium and that can possibly reduce transplant shock now transplant shock happens when um, a plant is moved from one growing situation to another like transplanting from a smaller container to a larger one and the roots um, get a little too damaged in the process when you pull a little plant from the container that it came in when you bought it or you grew it and moved it to a larger pot or into the garden, that little plant can kind of freak out. Um, it's usually fine. Um, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it says, what the heck? Where are we going? What are you doing to me? And that causes environmental stress. When you transplant, you are disturbing every little thing your seedling has known. It has only known the soil and the container it has grown in. So when you put it in the ground um, and you happen to disturb those roots, um, the little seedling kind of goes into survival mode. It's either fight or flight. It's got to adapt to the new environment, and sometimes that doesn't go well. When a seedling is grown in soil that is similar um, to where it will permanently live it doesn't freak out as bad because it's like oh all right this is different but it's still oddly familiar and I kind of think I'll like it here the kind of soil your seedlings are started um, in isn't that much of a game changer you're not there's not like a whole lot of advantage unless you have a problem if you have um, struggled with starting seeds inside then you know, change your growing uh, medium. Um, that's something that you can try. It's not a tremendous big deal. Um, it's the transplant shock um, 
that is more more likely to happen when you upset those roots too much. Your older plants, um, the older your plants are when they're transplanted, the better they um, will tolerate being moved. Losing transplants is going to happen. It's annoying, but the occasional loss is to be expected. It doesn't make you a bad plant parent or an evil person. So just try to figure out why they didn't make it so you don't um, make those mistakes again. When you are ready to plant your seeds, the first thing you need to do is get your planting mix wet. Just grab a bucket or like a big container and put your planting mix in it and then add a little bit of water and incorporate it. Add a little bit more and mix it in. Keep adding and mixing in small amounts until your soil is moist, not soggy. Kind of more like a damp sponge. If it's soggy, then let it drain some um, until it gets to kind of that damp sponge stage of moistness. <laughs> when you uh, then you can fill your um, starting trays or individual cups or whatever you plan to use. Don't fill them all the way to the top. Look at the um, planting depth info on the back of the seed packet. The larger the seed, um, the deeper it needs to be planted. The smaller the seed, the less deep it needs to be planted. Um, small seeds like carrot seeds. Um, they just need to be barely covered with soil. Most seeds don't want to be planted more than an inch deep. Just you know, read that seed packet or look it up on the internet. Those tiny seeds um, will probably need to be just barely covered with soil. And they are really going to benefit with a final spritzing of water with your spray bottle. Um, the more exposed they are um, to the air, the quicker the top of the soil will dry out, and that's not good for germination. Um, then you just want to place some sort of translucent lid or tent over your seedlings so that you can trap that moisture in. You can, um, you can use like plastic wrap from your kitchen and make a little tent if you can't find anything else suitable. Then just place your seeds in a sunny, warm location. Remember those seeds are happiest when temperatures are 70 to 75 degrees. Warm conditions, um, are is that they're going to make uh, your seeds want to germinate, so give them what they want. Make sure your spot has like six to eight hours of um, daylight. If they don't get enough sun or artificial light um, or they're too cold, they're not going to want to germinate, so give them what they want. You are listening to Plow and Hose Radio and Podcast on KBSR Black Sparrow Radio. We are a community-based radio station and depend on support from our listeners. If you are enjoying my show, please go over to Black Sparrow Music Parlor and click on the link to KBSR. This is where you can find out information about the station and all the other interesting shows and DJs and the ho other hosts like me. You can also learn how to become a member for as little as five bucks a month. Um, it's super easy and very ex inexpensive way to support great music and interesting programming. While you are on the internet, be sure to go um, check out Facebook and find the Plow and Hose Facebook page. Click the thumbs up and like the page. 
Um, definitely feel free to share it with all your friends who love plants or the ones who are kind of toying with the idea of loving plants and they just don't know it. It's a simple way to support Plow and Hose and it costs you absolutely nothing to um, share it. All right, so you've filled your containers with your choice of seed starting medium and then you've planted your seeds at the proper depth and you've covered them with either plastic or a lid or something trans like a little transparent tent to um, create a makeshift mini greenhouse. Now depending on what you've planted um, you should start seeing little seeds sprout up in about a week or so. Once they pop up um, then you can um, remove the plastic lid or the plastic wrap. It's usually like a week, like seven to ten days, sometimes a little bit longer, like two or three weeks. Just do a little research on the seeds that you've planted. More often than not, all the info is on the back of the seed packet. If you've planted more than one seed in your um, container you um, and you have multiple seedlings that have sprouted up, you're going to want to decide which seedling looks the best and then get rid of um, the other ones, the weaker seedlings. Um, you want to pick the healthiest one because when it comes to selecting um, seedlings, you want to pick the one that looks the best and has the best chance of surviving. Sometimes they all look really good and you'll be tempted to keep them all because you did such a great job of um, getting them to germinate and uh, keeping them alive and they obviously have a will to live. Um, I usually second guess myself and um, have a hard time deciding which seedling to snip off um, you know and you know which one am I going to keep because they all sometimes come up looking alike but let me tell you if you don't thin your seedlings you're going to have other issues caused by overcrowding as they get larger they will compete with each other for nutrients and water and then instead of having one healthy seedling you'll end up with three or four um, weak seedlings so your success rate will go down as your seedlings grow um, you should try to water them from the bottom if you can um, just until they get to be three or four inches tall. Watering from the bottom encourages the roots to grow towards the water and you'll get stronger roots. Watering from the bottom also um, helps you keep from disturbing the top parts of the little seedlings. Um, you don't want to unintentionally wash away um, the soil at the top of the plant. Um, those seedlings are still fragile while they're very small. Um, but if you aren't able to water from the bottom, you know, you can use, um, you can water from the top, um, like using a fine mist, like from your um, spray bottle. You'll have to do it more frequently, but you can totally water um, by spraying them like that. Your little seedlings will start off with just a couple of leaves when they um, pop out of the ground. Those little leaves actually contain all the nutrients they need until the second set of leaves form. So wait until your seedlings have the bigger leaves um, before you fertilize. They are, even with the extra leaves, they are still too small to fertilize with a granular product, but you can use an organic liquid fertilizer like fish emulsion or compost tea. Just be sure to dilute it very well, like at least to have strength. 
um, and then you can um, give them the half strength fertilizer um, once a week. If your seedlings um, seem stressed, don't feed them. Um, it's just going to make things worse. Um, you'll waste fertilizer because they won't be able to take up the nutrients. So what you really need to do is resolve the issues first. If the leaves are droopy, um, they need water. If the seedlings are tall and leggy, um, they're telling you they need light. If, um, if the leaves um, and the tips um, get a little bit brown or crispy, then they are being um, burned by either too much light or sun, or they can even get fertilizer burn. Um, <coughs> if they have fallen over and shriveled up, um, then they probably have a pathogen um, like a mold or a fungus. Um, when they collapse like that, this is called damping off, and there's um, nothing you can do to save those little seedlings. Um, you're just going to have to remove them from um, the area and make sure your other seedlings aren't too, um, too moist or soggy. Um, you can just start over with new soil and uh, new seeds if that happens. Plants that have an extensive root system, like tomatoes, um, you may need to transplant them into a larger pot before you take them um, to their permanent home out in the garden. Now, a week before you take your seedlings outside for good, you need to harden them off, and this means that you gradually get them used to living outside. Place them in a protected area away from um, direct bright sun or um, winds. Um, just let them get adjusted to being outside for a week. Be sure to keep the soil moist because even um, a steady light breeze can dry your plants out pretty quickly. Okay, um, it's time for me to start wrapping up the show, but I got one last tip for you when you are starting seeds. And make sure you label them. <laughs> Aside from losing um, all of your baby plants to neglect, the next worst thing is not knowing what you have grown. And I promise you, um, all those little tomato plants look exactly the same. And they look that way for a really long time until the fruit sets. So unless you're really into surprises, label your different varieties. All right. Well, thank you for joining me in the backyard today. It's supposed to be a little chilly here in Central Texas this week, so it'll be a good opportunity for you to, you know, grab uh, a cup of something warm and start researching and shopping for new seeds. All right. We'll catch up next time. Um, bye, guys. <laughs>